You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 21. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 21. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> oh, nice little uh, comedic way to start for all the listeners today. On today's topic, the bros will be discussing memories. That will include things like the value of memories, things we can learn from making memories, how memories can change and evolve over time, and what they each want to be remembered for when the Lord calls their number, I guess, so to speak. Uh, but before we get cooking here, we'll throw it over to Craig and let him read us a review for the week. Today's review comes from uh, Ben Dicharia, or Dicharia, uh, Ben D, Deshera. as I call him. Ben D. Deshera. Ben D. <laughs> uh, it's a great review. He says, a great podcast. I love getting to know each guy through personal life stories. Keep on rocking. Aye. <laughs> hey, I like that, Ben. And don't worry about it. We're going to keep on rocking. I appreciate you putting uh, a few words out there for us. And as always, we appreciate um, all of that input. And if you hear something that's in one of our episodes that you feel like somebody you know needs to hear, just pass it right along to them and let them hear the message directly from uh I would say the three horses, but I'm afraid a uh, hot dog is going to beat it to death if we do. So, uh, the three three guys' mouth. I think that'd be the three horsemen. Go with okay, that. Okay, the three horsemen's mouth. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, on a serious note, we do uh, appreciate the review. And um, we've also gotten a lot of really good feedback after Jeremy's episode uh, that just aired. I guess when this one comes out a couple weeks ago. So, also, if people think of uh, good guests, et cetera, that we could bring on the show that could bring some uh, positivity, inspiration, motivation on the cast. Feel free to reach out uh, to us with some of that as well. Um, okay, we will roll ourselves into the weekly segment of Would You Rather, and I'll be coming out hot with that today. Oh, this Come is on, gonna be good. make it steamy. Good for John, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I Craig and I can are going to kind of look around and see what John has to say about it. I just felt like this was good for John when I was thinking of the Would You Rather today. And that is, would you rather live in a cave or in a treehouse? Oh, dude, that's a <laughs> no-brainer. I would definitely live in a treehouse. I know you love to sleep, sleep outside in the element, so I thought this was going to yeah. be good for you. You know, that on that camping trip, that was kind of like a treehouse. I was pretty high off the ground. Uh, on that deck so I mean that was just like training right there uh, I don't know I kind of like the outdoors and hopefully my treehouse has a cover on it um, that sounds like a 
much better place to spend my time than in a cave. How about you, Craig Green? Yeah, I'm going to go with the treehouse. Uh, growing up, I loved treehouses and building them. And there's a show called Treehouse Masters, I think. And they, of course, it's a little exotic. So I would get Treehouse Masters <laughs> to come build me one of these uh, 3,500 square foot, uh, three-story treehouses. <laughs> With AC, kitchen, shower, they're so amazing. So definitely the tree <laughs> Moving on up. Yeah. Moving Good luxury over there at Craig's World. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I tend to go for the treehouse myself, just on first thought, mainly so there could be, I'm not thinking Craig World over there bringing in my own AC. I'm thinking real natural elements. However, it kind of depends where we're living. Um, in some places, wind, like a hurricane or something coming through, I might want to be in the cave. So I think you could make the argument for the cave. In the cold, might want to prefer the cave as well. It might be a little safer. Also, don't know what else would come join you in the cave or really in the treehouse. But if I had to decide, I would probably go treehouse too. Well, I don't know. Whenever my little boy goes on a bear hunt, uh, the bears are usually in the cave. So I'm going to stay away from the caves. Dude, just bring Craig. He's got all the stuff for this. Well, I just figured if you know if a hurricane does come, some really bad elements. I know somebody who's got a pretty fly uh, treehouse that maybe I can go camp out with for a day or two. <laughs> Dude, I cannot believe you, you you just used the word fly in a sentence, man. I'm I'm proud. I like your oh, way here. Be devastated. All right. Well, look. Let's uh let's hop on into the topic here and. That is memories, and we threw out some topics this week, and John picked it. So before we get more into the subtopics, John, why don't you start it out, man? Let's get some of your thoughts on it. Well, um, yeah, we had some last minute uh, pulling other straws on what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, I think memories are great, um, and I think it's a good thing to try to preserve uh, the memories that you have. You know, some things that you can do that I like to do to help preserve the memories or you know, tell stories about things that have happened in the past or look back at uh, pictures, um, things like that, that can help you keep those things fresh. Um, you know, I think memories um, in general, they help you uh, appreciate the past. You can improve on the, your present situation and it helps you learn and provide better context of where you're going in the future. What do y'all think, guys? Yeah, I agree. Uh, for me, I think I think of memories. The first thing that came to mind was just the experience of life. Um, I guess without memories, we wouldn't really appreciate this world because everything that happened to us would just sort of come and disappear before our eyes. So the whole experience of life, um, the joy it brings us, the sadness, the happiness, uh, you know, really stem from the memories, which are our experience, whether good or bad. And so it's really pretty awesome. I look forward to reflecting on that. And it's a great way. Um, you know, it's a great for, way for you to think back and relive some of those special moments that you've had um, and live them all over again. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, I think one of the things that comes to my mind is um, can't take memories from you. You can uh, lose stuff in your life. That could be people in your life, material things in your life, things like that. But you can't lose a memory. And sometimes that can be annoying. You might have memories that you would rather or want to forget, so to speak. I don't know, rough things happen in life all the time, but they also serve a purpose, mold you, help you become who you are. And I think it's pretty cool too, a little quote I had written down by L.M. Montgomery, 
It says nothing is ever really lost to us as long as we remember it. So I think that's pretty neat. We've talked a lot about the past, some on this episode, on some previous episodes, and we've also talked about memory. So we're kind of delving a little deeper into it. But I think that coincides with what John you're saying about um, storytelling, telling them over and over again, even though people like John who tell stories sometimes don't get all the facts perfectly right. But telling the <laughs> telling the stories Herodias. over, telling Herodias. the stories over and over again can help us not lose the memories for what they are. Yeah, and, you know, it was pretty neat. Um, you know, way back in the day, that was how they passed on heritage was by reciting their verbal history um, and some of the early uh, biblical things were recited over time uh, before they started uh, scribing those things. So it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I think I, I would talk about that too, that time can change how we see or feel about things, you know. Um, something that we remember maybe as a child being a huge deal or even uh, a adolescent, et cetera. Like when I was playing baseball or something, it was the biggest deal ever to me. And as years have gone on, I still have those memories. I can still remember home runs. I've hit a games I played first hit all that, that were huge deals. But as time goes on, you realize not that big a deal, cool memory, et cetera. But um, it's kind of interesting to see how time can have you look back, at uh, an event in your life differently as you evolve. That, that strikeout that you broke the bat over your knee and got kicked out of the game, has that evolved over time? Have you changed? Has that just changed a dream, bro. Just a dream. <laughs> 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 I know I've reflected on this in pa- past podcasts about how I appreciate the trees and the concrete or whatever, just taking those moments to be grateful for what's in front of me. When I think of memories, it makes me reflect on gratitude for my senses because I guess you had to rely on those senses to create that memory. So the sight, uh, you know, hearing, taste, you know, what would that meal taste like when you're at that nice restaurant with your family or, you know, the sunset at the beach, the sound of the waves, the laugh of your family and friends, uh, the smell of the salt water, you know, all of those senses that God gave us kind of painted that picture and brought it to life and really uh, solidify that memory. And I think a lot of times when I reflect on those things, I can almost hear it, see it, taste it, smell it, and uh, relive it all over again. Uh, especially if somebody like Steve, a good storyteller, can really paint that picture. It's fun. Um, so so gra- gratitude uh, is something that comes to mind when I think of the memories, just being grateful for that memory and the experience I had. Yeah, brother, when you talk about the senses, I never thought about that. I had written down, um, try to stop and appreciate it. Uh, while it's taking place. A lot of times, you know, you go on a trip. I myself do this. I, halfway through the trip, I'm already looking forward to the next trip or what I can do next or what I got to do when I get home. It's uh, key to try to appreciate that for what, what it is while it's actually going on. And I think that's a pretty cool way to look at it. The different senses that uh, we are given is a, is a good way to be able to uh, reflect and um, really understand or appreciate the things while they're happening. Yeah, um, hot dog, you know, and you saying that reminds me of a quote that I uh, wrote down and wanted to share. Uh, And it goes like this. uh, Sometimes you'll never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. And that's by uh, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. That's very solid. I think think that jumped right along with uh, your point and what you were saying. But uh, yeah, you know, memories are so closely related to um, emotional response. 
uh, emotional responses that, uh, you know, when you think back and reflect on some of those things, like you were saying, Craig Cream, it, you know, it can be just a instant positive source of uh, emotional joy, gratitude, um, you know, remembering a particular moment of love between your children, your spouse, maybe your parents. So it's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful gift that we have to share. Um, and I think it's kind of unique to the human population. What do you think, Adel? I tend to agree, buddy. Um, and I think that's pretty neat. Uh, the fact of being able to memories. I, I love memories that you're sharing memories with people. It was funny when you were saying all that. I was thinking back to our first days of talking about doing this podcast and where we are now and, and the memories of, of how it's all evolved. And I think it's also pretty neat, uh, you know, familiar family um, relationships and, and the memories you have with those or friends, et cetera, over life. I think that is pretty neat because you can share in them. You can storytell, et cetera, along the way. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You bring up the memory of how this podcast started. Uh, you know, Craig Cream and I probably think back and remember, you know, those hot dogs talking about, oh, let's start this, uh, this podcast. And we were like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> the next thing you know, here we are. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I think y'all are both like, this is awesome. We can have a, a lunch at Prime and talk about this fictional podcast that's going to happen. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> We're recording in two weeks. What's that? You got us a slave this time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, memories definitely help make up who we are. Um, you know, just from, you know, recalling childhood events and childhood memories. Uh, really, uh, all the way to, you know, where did I leave my keys? You know, today I lost my keys. Our memory of recalling the past, but also relying on our memory to help us function on a daily basis and how that all kind of marries together. I think it provides us with a sense of self and kind of makes up our continual experience of life. Yeah, it's pretty neat how the brain can hold so much in it um, because y'all in both your um, professions, myself, probably anybody in their profession, you inherit a situation that you've inherited something similar to before. You tend to harken back to how did I handle this last time? It might have been great and you can use those skills. Like you might say, man, I need, last time I remembered I needed to do it this way. And, and you can put that together. So I think memories can also serve a big purpose from a learning standpoint, not just, uh, you know, finally looking back at some pictures or things like that. And man, that was a really fun time, but you can use the details of it to help y'all out. What do you think about that in y'all's professions? Yeah, I agree, Matt. It's interesting. Um, if it's like, you know, remembering mistakes of the past, I think are important because it enables us to have a better future because we're hopefully going to avoid those, uh, those mistakes. Um, you know, but some people I think can even be traumatized by those, uh, memories of failures in the past so much so that it keeps them from sort of taking, uh, action for a better future. So, you know, you can look at your thoughts and memories on, Hey, how can I, you know, do better? You know, the, the memory of a failure helps you reflect on that and not have that failure again and grow versus how do you not let maybe a, a negative memory paralyze you and keep you from taking a step forward in a positive direction for a better life or, or to, you know, move past that, that wall. Yeah, that's a good point. Craig. <clears throat> that's a good point, Craig Cream. And I'd agree just, you know, just like the positive memories is, you know, an inch, instant source of positive joy, happiness, those negative memories can do 
the exact opposite. So what I would suggest that you do is if you find yourself, um, you know, reflecting or having reoccurring memories of certain things, try to just move on and focus on more positive things and get past um, some of the negative memories because it can drag you down if you tend to uh, dwell on those types of things. Completely agree, fellas. And I think yeah. it's um, something if you're in a spot in your life too where you're potentially enduring something negative or going through a rough patch, it's it's good to always look at positive memories of the past to, to help show you, you know, man, I've had a lot of good in my life. You can look at the good and use that to maybe propel you to move forward and to, to get out of the spot you're in. Another thing that I think is kind of, uh, when I think about memories and kind of toggles along with this is at uh, every night when I say my prayers, I try to look back at the day for everything that occurred. It could be good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Um, and it's kind of neat if you do kind of go, you know, hour by hour, action by action of your day and remember that day within itself, all the different things that actually have occurred because you don't realize it. The mind's continually moving. You're moving from one thing to the next, maybe helping your kids, going to work, exercising, and you're continually moving forward. But at the end of the day, if you take a second and think back of all the things you kind of accomplished, it's, you'll probably think, probably realize you've done more than you thought. Sure. And it's, uh, I think, you know, the, what you're talking about is a way that you can reflect on things that maybe you did on a positive manner or things you did in a way that uh, you may not have handled, you know, exactly how you would if you would do it again. So you can learn from those experiences if you do take the time like that. I think that's a great thing to do, huh, Doug? Man, I need to write that down, taking you know, some advice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, so yeah, it's guys, like every day is a um, gift. Yeah. You know, every day is a gift, and you, you look at all those experiences that you have during that day, and, Matt, that's a cool exercise. I mean, I try to do that um, probably not as much as I should, but laying down at night when you pray and just kind of walking through each hour, and it's like opening a present. You sit there for that moment, and you smile, you think of the good, the bad, what made you laugh, and, you know, that moment, that memory is a gift that will forever be ingrained in your subconscious and uh you know really give thanks for that that experience and reflect on it and and that's why that's what it's all about you know that's why we're here absolutely um i want to ask you guys do y'all have any specific childhood memories good bad ugly anything that y'all would like to share yeah i've got childhood one that memories. comes i got oh, one i got go. I got one that comes to mind, not that we want to storytell here, but my one time to ever ride in a cop car came when uh -oh. I was like sixth grade, me and my good buddy, Just two of them. Once. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, it, <dude>. <laughs> That's it. It was there. We, we really should get into some of John and Paul's memories. That would be pretty awesome. But uh, no, long story short, me and uh, a couple of my buddies, Paul Spirely and Daniel Pruitt, some of my best childhood friends. Uh, we used to shoot robins when they would come down, which is a felony, um, with our pellet guns <laughs> in the city. And uh, we had Poor made lady. our way over. Poor lady. <laughs> we had made our way over to uh, where Tootin Park is now. It was then, but not all the nice, like, entryway and all that. Man, it was like a sanctuary back there. And a neighbor called called the cops. And uh, uh, we had to bury the bird. I remember to unload our guns. The only way to unload them back a Benjamin pellet gun is to shoot the gun and I missed Daniel's foot by about six inches because I was so nervous trying to put the cops there 
we were like 11, <laughs> 12 years old, dude. Loaded the cop car back to his uh, to his to Ross's parents' house, and we had done this so much. I still remember when we drove up. His, he, Ross was like, his mom was laughing. He was like, "Is this some kind of joke?" And she was like, "No, I just knew that this would happen at some point." So when you think childhood, when I think childhood memories, I immediately go to some of those type things. Oh, how about you, Craig? Awesome. Yeah, no, same thing. I actually, Matt triggered a memory. I used to we used to hunt robins as well. It's so bad. But we, <laughs> wow, look at that. Hey, fried <laughs> robins <laughs> really actually pretty good to eat. She's no, we'd actually amazing. keep them and eat them. <laughs> no, this is actually kind of a funny story, I guess. At the time, it wasn't funny. It was probably more embarrassing. But uh, as I alluded to in old podcasts, I was a husky child. Um, and I want to say I must have been in third or fourth grade at my middle school in Lafayette, and I forgot my um, my PE shorts, my gym shorts, which were at the time they went, you know, about as high up on your thighs they could with a little V cut out on the side of them. Oh and, yeah, uh, I like I like that you know, look. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, and I was. I was so fear. So anyway, long story short, peeves coming up. I left my shorts at home and I was stressing so bad because I was a good kid, rule follower, but contemplating the repercussions of not having your gym clothes. Was I going to, my grade going to get bad? Was I going to get yelled at? I just remember having all this anxiety. So I'm going around like freaking out, talking to kids. Hey, you got some shorts. And one of my buddies was like, man, I got you covered. I got some shorts for you. And so uh, I was like, sweet. So I go into the dressing room. And let's just say at the time, let's assume I wore a kid's large or extra large. He either wore a small or extra small. So I basically, <laughs> I, I, I pull these things up and I'm looking at it going, man, I, this is not, I just feel really uncomfortable about this whole situation. But the fear of getting in trouble was greater than, than, than the embarrassment of wearing these shorts. So I remember walking out and all the kids are getting in a group and the coach comes out and he's looking around. He's like, Morton. Well, what are you what are you wearing? I'm like, oh, sorry. I said, I got these shorts. I, I started telling the story. He's like, get back in there and take those things off, man. <laughs> oh, so, man. Anyway, that was that was a memory that I, I was contemplating. That really was I was probably in second or third grade, for all I know. But it it stuck with me. I guess it was such a an emotional uh, experience that I, I've always remembered it. <laughs> it is ingrained. <laughs> it's ingrained. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it. I want to hear one of John's while we're at it. God only knows. Oh man, whenever we started, you know, last night after we decided what uh, the episode was going to be about, that was one of the first things that popped up was all of the funny stuff that went down, you know, in childhood. Uh, you know, I, I made a quick list of a bunch of different things. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but. Uh, uh, one of them, my older brother uh, talked me into shaving my eyebrows. Um, that was pretty interesting. I'm not going to talk about that one a whole lot. Uh, what I am going to talk about is, you know, we grew up living out in the country um, outside of Roanoke. Um, every night we would do a family rosary. So all the, you know, I don't remember how many of us were probably eight to 10 at that time, followed in my parents' room saying the rosary and you know we were some people were laying on the floor kneeling down people everywhere so uh you know like brothers are good at doing um we're sitting there on the floor my dad's feet are hanging off the bed and 
we start tickling his feet and we're young, we're probably six, seven, eight. We're tickling his feet and doesn't react. And we're like, man, he can't feel this. His feet are dead. And like if they're gone, Ramsey goes, <laughs> my brother, my brother goes, bite his, bite his toe. <laughs> so I <laughs> grab his big toe and I just bite down like, not just like a little nibble, but I bit down to the bone. <laughs> come to find out, come to find out he could feel that. His feet were not dead. <laughs> His feet were not dead. I got kicked dead. across the room. <laughs> Needless That's to say, awesome. that was an exciting prayer time that night. <laughs> this is why Papa Caraway is probably such a man of few words when you try to call him. I finally figured out what the problem is here. Maybe so. Maybe so. That's just That's one of them. funny. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man, it's always good to get a uh, walk down memory lane. I'm glad you were able to, to throw that out there. And it kind of coincides with one of my questions I had. What do y'all want to be remembered uh, for or by whenever uh, your time comes, when the Lord calls you up, so to speak? Well, for me, um, I would like for people to remember um, all the work that I did in the community, um, seeing patients, um, doing physical medicine. I really love doing it. Um, it's a wonderful, rewarding profession. I uh, get, get a lot of good results of, with that. Uh, I also want people, want people to remember that all the crazy stuff that I do, whether it be screaming at people across the They will uh, not forget that. <laughs> like you brought up, or just, <laughs> you know, hugging a random stranger um, that looks like they might need a little uh, contact or a little affirmation, um, you know, on that particular day and just uh, be somebody who just love life and, uh, you know, look out for his fellow brother and sister walking through life. That's awesome, How about you, Greg Green? Yeah, man, that's that's uh, that's beautiful, Steve. Um, golly, isn't that something? You know, it's funny. You always think about your funeral and like, you know, what it, what that would be like. I guess, like Steve said, you know, you want to be remembered for, you know, your service to to mankind, what you did for folks, trying to make them feel better. At least in our field, from a pain standpoint, uh, I want people to, I guess, remember that I was hopefully there for them, but I was a friend. I want my kids to have memories that I was a dad that was actually present and, and was a part of their life. So I want that to be like a memory they can take with them forever. And that I, you know, I did it all for my family and my, my friends gave it to them and, and, and just tried my best to not get too caught up in my world, but to, to hopefully share the experience of life with my loved ones. And at the end of the, at the, end of the day, if I could leave that, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome, Craig. How about That's you, Matt? Matt? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, I'm hopeful ground uh, to cover in my life. So some things that I would want to be remembered for, I hadn't had the opportunity, you know, husband, uh, father, et cetera. But I always jokingly say, but really, it's probably going to happen. I don't know. Uh, I want my tombstone to say he loved life just for loving life, man. High on life. Um, kind of was myself. Be to your own drum. I love to say that in life. Be who you are. Um, and I think I try to do that quite quite a bit with my language, actions, etc. And that I treated people like I would want to be treated, even though people like John don't necessarily treat me the same in return. 
Craig Cream always does. <laughs> always has my back. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But uh, that, that I did that in my life. Uh, you know, not all perfect at it, but then I tried to do that as much as I could. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, guys, I thought that would be a cool thing to, to look at what we would want to be remembered for. And I think, John, it was pretty cool how you hit on, um, you know, some childhood memories. Do you all have any other memories in life that stand out to you or that the listeners may want to hear that, that happened on a little later in life? Well, you know, I think a, a big part of uh, my postgraduate education, I'm sure uh, Craig falls in the same category. And you too, Hot Dog, I'm not sure how the legal uh, education is structured, but you know, after I moved on and went to chiropractic college, um, you basically eat, sleep, and live with the same group of people for the entire time that you're in school. So you get really close, um, you know, with a lot of these people. And um, it's a beautiful thing. It's pretty heartbreaking whenever you have to move on and get out in the real world and actually start working. Um, but it, it's a very fun time. Um, you know, a little story that still i i can't really tell it without crying i laugh so hard um when i was in school after my first semester i would usually teach some of the help teach uh some of the classes behind me so one of the uh classes that i helped us or assisted taught uh, was the gross anatomy lab so all the dissection of the human cadavers and all those types of things um and we had a uh, our teacher was a PhD who had taught in um, a Caribbean school. He was kind of kooky guy and he kind of let us run wild. And uh, one day we said, hey, uh, you know, whenever the they're having their next exam, we want to play a joke on them. Can we do that? And he's like, I don't care. What do y'all want to do? So what we did is we cleaned out one of the stainless steel containers um, that the cadavers are housed in and the way that this works is you have about a two and a half three foot uh container that the cadaver is in and when you do dissection you crank the cadaver up and there's this big uh metal doors that close it whenever you lower the cadaver so what we did is we cleaned this thing out really good and one of my classmates got inside of the container and we closed it so People coming in for their first exam, they're stressed out. Everybody's really worried. <laughs> and we just wrote a little note on top of the uh, the tank. And it said, is this the ventral or dorsal surface of the cadaver? And the, and the top was closed. So the people would have to go grab the container and open up the container. But whenever they did that, our my classmate was in the container and he'd poke his head out. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, it was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. And the beauty of it is everybody was so stressed out and so worried about their exam. We got every single person in the building. Nobody was paying attention to what was going on around them. They had people would just start oh. screaming and crying. One person just started <laughs> swinging, throwing punches at nothing. You know, I, I'm not... I'm not too proud to say I peed on myself three times during that hour exam. Uh, I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, that's, that's good stuff. To this day, it was one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed. The teacher get, oh, get, man. the teacher did get in trouble for letting us do that, but <laughs> it was a great memory. <laughs> 
Heck yeah, dude. Just that's seeing the joy one. on your face. That's what it's all about, dude. <laughs> Did y'all get any oh, shenanigans man, like that, Craig Green? <laughs> yeah. In fact, you saying that, just a rush of memories came back, just thinking of all the shenanigans and gross anatomy. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not even sure I could share them on the podcast, but plenty of funny, funny uh, situations. And uh, God, oh, man. Yeah. Good memories. I, I, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell I was uh, hitting, hitting home with you when I was telling that story about your reactions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad Craig's going to leave it to our P- PG ratings. Yeah, man, uh, we, we, weren't, we didn't have that kind of stuff happening in my world. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do think it's pretty cool. It, it did make me think to myself when I was growing up, though, my grandfather would always, uh, my papa, my dad's dad, would always like, you know, throw those fake snakes, rats, things like that out, roaches, uh, to, to scare us when you were saying that. My mind toggled over to some of those those good memories when we were little and shoot, some stuff like that would still get people today, I guess, especially like my mom, stuff like that. So it kind of cracks me up a little bit. But um, I think another thing when it comes to memories, and Craig and I talked about this on one of the previous episodes a little bit, and that is doing something is generally better than doing nothing, unless what you're you know, doing is probably something you shouldn't be doing in life. Um, a lot of times you can sit there and it's easy to, to flip a channel or kind of sit on the couch, take a nap, etc. But when opportunity presents itself, I would just implore you to do something because even if it doesn't turn out like you want it or not to your expectations, you're making a memory in some form and you may not realize it like John was saying earlier as it's happening. Uh, I think you, in that quote, something you were saying about, about that, John, but you will maybe come to appreciate it further down the line, so to speak. Yeah. You'll never know the value of the moment until it becomes a memory. Yeah, correct. And, and, and you don't it. know. Uh, but if you go do something, there will be some value to the moment. Yeah, you know, I ran into a situation like that last week, um, still being in uh, quarantine and all that kind of stuff. Uh, one of my buddies that I don't get to see as much as I would like is was in town. And he said, hey, let's uh, have lunch. And I was working in the yard doing some uh, man work, like I like to say. and. Uh, <clears throat> Let me tell y'all, it's real man I was, work. I was in the middle of it, so I was like, ah, man, I'm just going to pass. And then I said, no, you know, I don't, I don't get to see good old Simon Alexander enough. So I uh, texted back, like, okay, let's do it. Let's, I'll pick up some Botskis and come over to the house. Uh, so I'm with you. I think you should jump on those opportunities and, and take advantage of making memories with the people that you appreciate. Great, complete with you guys. You know, if anything, you know, get up, make that memory. And uh, if anything, you might help somebody else make a special memory. A friend who needed you that moment, you might, you know, be the one that picks them up and creates a cool experience and uh, something you can take with you the rest of your life. Uh, Very well said, actually, Craig. People on the flip side, normally when you're making a memory, if others are involved, you don't know. While it might just kind of be middle of the road for you, the person on the other side could be something that they'll cherish forever. I never thought about that. So that's a great point. Well, look, guys, let's uh, let's swing our way into the uh, weekly segment of what made you pump the gas and what made you hit the brakes. And I think this week we've got John taking on the what made you pump the gas. What you got, Johnny boy? Well, um, last weekend, uh, the youngest of the 11, uh, my baby brother got married. Um, and during quarantine, they were not, not able to do uh, the normal festivities that they were expecting and wanting to do. <clears throat> so last minute we did get to attend the, the uh, wedding and their 
we did get to have mass. So that was uh, pretty special, obviously. That was a last minute decision that we just found out right at the night before uh, that we were able to do. But uh, they were scheduled to go on a honeymoon in Jamaica. Um, obviously, that travel is not probably not even allowed at this point in time. So they ended up having to cancel their honeymoon and they're honeymooning in Lake Charles uh, this week. So it just hit me, um, you know, the first day that they were home and I was like, man, I need to try to figure out some activities for the, for them to do this week while uh, they're honeymooning, but not able to go on their honeymoon. So I text some of my siblings uh, and said, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking. I'm going to invite them to go on a booze cruise. We'll go rock, go cruise by Craig Cream's house, go ride around, and then we'll set up a dinner for them on a you know patio. And uh, as usual, uh, all of my siblings were very generous and offered to do anything that was needed done to, to uh, make that happen. So it's been a great experience so far. They were, we were able to go on that booze cruise. We had a nice bottle of wine. We rode around for about an hour. Uh, they went and ate at 1910 uh, the first night. The next morning, my sister brought them breakfast, um, and then I intercepted them going to have lunch at the bot at Botsky's, and we've just kind of been planning events for them every night. Uh, after we finish here today, I'm actually going to take them to another section down the ship channel, down the Moss Lake, uh, go do another booze cruise. So we may go swing by Craig Green's house again, but something to help make them uh, you know, have some special memories during this wonderful time of, uh, you know, union between man and wife before they get back to uh, real life. <laughs> and it's it's been really, really neat. I text my brother uh, the first night and he said that his wife started crying and she's like, it, it feels like we have a real honeymoon. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's been a really, really neat thing to be able to do for them. Man, I think that's awesome, and I think it shows a lot about, about your heart, John. I, I'm glad that the, the listeners can tune in because we see that side of you a lot, or, or at least I have in life, and very thoughtful, and I think that's awesome, man. Thank you, bro. That's awesome, brother. All right, Craig Cream, what made you hit the brakes this week, buddy? Okay. Um, well, you know, we, uh, we like Mexican food. We like margaritas, and we always joke that one day we get our house, we're going to Host Cinco de Mayo party whenever we the ole, first Cinco de Mayo that comes around. Ole, ole. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, so what we were going to do is we were going to have a Cinco de Mayo party <laughs> and invite our friends and you know have the fajitas and the margaritas and all that. But COVID nineteen messed that up, so I didn't have our Cinco de Mayo party. But what we did do was uh, we invited our parents over. And uh, as most people know, we've been social distancing. Everybody's kind of keeping their distance. But uh, our parents came over, and we kept, you know, respectable distance. But we did kind of all mingle, interact, and it was nice. I was able to make some uh, some drinks and uh, cook some really good uh, fajitas and dips. And we just enjoyed, just you know, enjoyed the day. Had a nice little party just for the sake of having a little get together. Created some memories. And uh, I'll be back in 2021, guys. So. Morton, secret of my party has already been booked. You guys are invited, and uh, <laughs> I think Matt I can like attest that to the fact that I do make some readers. <laughs> I was just about to say, you know what? What I'm watching Craig tell this story, and I wish the listeners could, could tune in to see his face. He's he's so excited when he says these things. Craig is known for his. 
margaritas, Craigaritas over there. And uh, I would attest, he does make a very good one. Uh, Craig and I have also talked about a Mexican restaurant one day, so Craig can display these to the, the world. So maybe at some <laughs> point we'll do like a little giveaway where you can come to Craig's and have a margarita. That's what we should do. <laughs> Now that now we're talking, actually, Steve can bring him over on the boat, and I'll be there serving the margaritas up. <laughs> oh man, that sounds great! One of my favorite things about that story was the sound effects, Greg Green. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make it official. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was legit. I didn't know which one of y'all was doing that. I was laughing pretty hard. That's good stuff. Well, uh. Well, look, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Uh, a little bit of laughter, a lighthearted topic. We've had a few uh, more uh, serious ones, so we thought we'd do something a little more simple here. There's been a lot of laughing, a little memory lane, so we hope you all have uh, gone down some memory lane in your own uh, lives and, and hopefully many more memories are, are there to be made in the future. And if you have some cool stories, hit us up. Feel free to, to shout out at us on uh, social media, Instagram, things like that. And uh, until next time, we'll catch you later. Uh, hey y'all hey, if you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down subscribe and never miss an episode find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week you can find us on facebook and instagram at who's driving your car podcast Sing with me. I'm living.